Welcome back to another edition of Weatherwise. Well, this means it's Wednesday, it's February 16th, and something big happened on Sunday, something very big, something that I even stayed up for, the Super Bowl, and I really felt that Monday morning that I stayed up for the Super Bowl Sunday night. But I'm meteorologist Sloan Haynes, and today I'm alongside... I'm meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. Well, we did have the Super Bowl on Sunday night. I watched it for the halftime show. I watched it for the commercials. My fiance watched it for football. So, you know, we were both there to watch for different reasons, but it was still a good time to sit down, relax on a Sunday night, watch the game. Now, what was great about the game was that it was in LA, it was in California. So what was great for them really is that they were having this game in the afternoon. So they weren't staying up late. They weren't, you know, like me, staying up way past their bedtime to watch this game. But something also with this game happening during, you know, those afternoon hours, that's when the high temperatures of the day happened. And what was the theme for the Super Bowl this year was that it was warm, unseasonably warm in L.A. They had a high of 84 degrees, and I believe that high happened around kickoff time. So it was warm for them. You could see that it was hot outside. The fans, they were wearing tank tops, shorts, celebrities, same thing that they were showing on the TV screen. It was warm. They were they were nearing record warmth that they've had in a while out there, Ulysses. No, yeah, true. I know, like, I talked about it during the work week, and we mentioned. I was mentioning how, like, they had, I think, like a five-day window for a heat advisory and I think, and I know a lot of people on social media, you've been reading and I've been reading, and they're like, why are they issuing a heat advisory in February? And I think it's because of the fact that because of people that were visiting there in the colder climates, that just, you know, mm -hmm. it hits you like a, you know, like a brick wall. So mm -hmm. the fact that you went from winter to summer in just a snap, oh, yeah. and the fact that some of those areas in California were also getting to 90 degrees. I mean, mm -hmm. um, San Diego hit 91 on Saturday. Wow. So. So yeah, it, it got really hot down there, for, especially for that time of the year. Mm -hmm. So they did have that high of 84 degrees out there in um, LA. Now this is for downtown where people might have been hanging out at. So 84 degrees was the high. On average, they're high 68 degrees. Mm -hmm. So well above average. I would prefer football weather, like 60 degree weather. So their average is my ideal football season. While their low temperature was in the low 50s, and that was only a few degrees above average for their average low temperature of 50 degrees. Their average temperature overall for the day, 69 degrees on average, 58.8 um, degrees. So above average day in more ways than one. Now they didn't receive any precipitation on a Sunday. It was fairly nice weather for the Super Bowl. It was dry. The sun was out, but again, it was warm and it was a little humid out there. Now it looked like with the position of the um, jet stream, it looked like they had to go to Mega Block going on, keeping that heat there for a little longer. So that explains why Omega Blocks are really stationary. Um, frontal systems that you'll see with a high pressure and low pressure systems. So the high pressure being situated right off the coast of, um, LA, of California was bringing this warmer air, first of all, onto the area. Also bring some moisture from the Pacific there. So I'm sure not only was it warm, it was humid outside. But, you know, we've had warm Super Bowls in um, years past. Now, us here on Delmarva, we didn't have the best weather yesterday to maybe sit outside and watch the game on a TV in the backyard. No, absolutely not. We had to deal with 
the chance of snow. I know that the forecast for this past uh, snow was actually a challenging one because the fact that we were so warm uh, ahead of it, we dealt with highs into the 60s, uh, the days leading up to it. So we had 60 on Thursday, we had 66 on Friday, 65 on Saturday, and then the cold front came through Saturday afternoon and mm. temperatures began to drop. And I know the challenge that we had to deal with at the end of the weekend into the weekend is will the snow really happen? Because the fact is that the models were kind of all over the place. Some of the models towards the end were trying to retreat just a little bit more north towards Baltimore. And Baltimore did get a bit more of that snow. But for us here, we had to deal with the fact that it was so warm ahead of the, the system. Then we also had to deal with the fact that I've noticed this, um, especially Saturday night and into Sunday morning, is how temperatures were slowly falling, but they weren't falling quick enough. And then the fact that we had to deal with dry air, and that's really what, in a way, kind of busted the forecast here on, on Sunday. Yes, we got some snow towards the afternoon and into the evening, but it really struggled to even produce a good coating across the area because of all these challenges. It was definitely probably, I want to say it's probably the toughest snowstorm I've had to challenge this season because the bust factor was so high, at least when it came to the other snowstorms. Um, we felt very confident, even with the blizzard, that we were going to get snow. Um, but this one, oh. it was really a big toss-up. You know, oh. there was still a bit of uncertainty, and the models were still showing that uncertainty even late Saturday night and even into Sunday morning when you came in. Yep. And even with um, the uncertainty, we were only forecasting around an inch of snow for Delmarva, so we weren't forecasting a lot of snow. Quite frankly, I'm happy that the system was drier than what we were forecasting, that it didn't pack a lot of moisture within it, that we had a drier Sunday. I appreciated that. But Monday morning, we had a few, we were forecasting just a few lingering snow showers overnight. We saw that Monday morning. Um, there were reports from a few of our weather watchers on social media who said they just had a light dusting in um, like the Crisfield area, Marion Station. I did have a few people write into me on emails saying that it was snowing there, but most of the reports I saw from you know, a few of our weather watchers were that you know it was like flirting outside, just the light coating wasn't really sticking to the roads, just sticking to um, sidewalks and grassy areas were the reports I was seeing and temperatures being pretty much below freezing on Monday sort of helped with um, icy conditions throughout the day. So that is something we did see, especially we did receive some rain Sunday night and we did get a hard freeze um, overnight into Monday. Temperatures on Monday stayed around freezing. So we saw those icy conditions continue, but Something that's great is that we're warming up this week. We have yeah. some nicer temperatures on the way as we head into the end of this week. But you were saying that you saw that by Tuesday, Los Angeles was down to the 50s, right? Yeah, I saw that. I was looking at their temperatures, and their temperatures were already falling uh, you know, quickly, going from mm -hmm. Monday to Tuesday. So they still hung on to the 80s on Monday and then dropping into the 50s by the time we made our way to Tuesday. So... Yeah, like you said, though, these Omega blocks, yeah, they're stationary, and they, it did last a lot of last week and into the weekend, but it's eventually breaking mm. down, and that's what happened. And, and you can tell that it's breaking down because for them, they're starting to cool off, while us, on the other hand, on the other mm. side of the country, we're starting to warm up. Um, so we were, we're going to be warming up into the 60s, especially by the time we make our way into Thursday. So mm. um, obviously, if it's hap you know, whatever happens over there, kind of the opposite effect happens over here. Yeah.
So we do have um, weather data from pretty much all the Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go back on more of the recent ones to talk about that really quickly. So last year, Tampa, Raymond James Stadium, it was outside in Florida, 72 degrees was um, the high temperature. So it was feeling, you know, warm outside especially for florida i'm sure it was feeling humid out there and the year before that hard rock stadium also in florida that was uh the kansas city chiefs versus the 49ers and we saw temperatures in the 60s at kickoff and if we keep going back i want to talk about 2018 because that was a big year for me for those of you who don't know i am a big eagles fan mm -hmm. born and raised um outside of the philadelphia area my dad's an Eagles fan, my grandfather's an Eagles fan, my great-grandfather was an Eagles fan, so pretty much grew up for the Eagles. And that was a big year for us because that's when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but the game didn't happen in Philly. It was in um, Minnesota, and the temperature at kickoff, two degrees. That has That is one of the coldest um, kickoff temperatures for all of the Super Bowls, I believe uh, the next Colts I saw was 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, and 16 degrees was the temperature at kickoff. And that one wasn't even a uh, dome. That one was a fully outside game. So that was a cold game. Now, if we go back to about 2016, we did have the Broncos versus the Panthers, and they were uh, in the 70s for their temperatures and that 76 degrees was their temperature kickoff. So we have seen some warmer ones and if we keep going back, we did have in 2003, the Buccaneers versus the Raiders, their kickoff temperature was 81 degrees. So it's not uncommon to see warmer temperatures as we head throughout the February months. Now that game was held in California too. So above average for them for that time of year, still warm outside. But we have an article that goes from, I believe, 1968 to 2016 that gives some climatology from those games. And if we take a look, 17 out of those games were played indoors, and 18 of those games had a trace or more of rain. So we've seen all types of weather uh, during the Super Bowl. There's even been games that have had snow on mm -hmm. game day during that time period, 1982 and 2006, one of those being played in an ice storm. And now, as said, back from 19, I believe it's 69 to 2016, the warmest high temperature was 82 degrees, but now we know that yesterday did beat that record with that high of 84. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I know, like, um, and yeah, and then when it comes to other temperatures, like you mentioned, the fact that the coldest Super Bowl was uh, the one where the Eagles won, that where the low temperature for that mm -hmm. one, um, the high temperature was two degrees, well, the temperature was two degrees during kickoff, it was nine degrees for the high, and then six degrees for the low that mm -hmm. particular day. I um, mean, the last cold Super Bowl, we have to go back, is 2006. That was the one in Ford Field, Super Bowl 40. Us, the Steelers versus the Seahawks, where the temperatures were at 33 degrees for the high, 26 for the low, and the kickoff temperature was 30 degrees in Ford's field. I, I remember that game because I think that was Jerome Bettis' last game, the bus. Mm -hmm. So, yes. uh, but no, yeah, definitely. And then the wettest Super Bowl is 0.92 inches, uh, 
and that was back in 2007. Uh, last year's Super Bowl, though, was also a pretty wet one. Mm-hmm. It was 0.83 when the Buccaneers won um, against the Chiefs. Yes, and there have been some breezy conditions, and I can only imagine that that's not ideal game conditions for uh, the Super Bowl. But outside games with windy conditions were 1980, 1984, 1989, and 2007. So we do have, you know, a lot of fun facts. I even saw things that because sports betting has become more and more popular over the years, that people take a look at the weather now for sports betting, see what teams are more acclimated to like that certain type of climate. So obviously the Raiders yesterday, right? LA, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams. Rams there we go. Rams. The Rams. <laughs> see, my football knowledge is only good for the East Coast. So the Rams, they um, they play in that stadium. They play that stadium. So, They're so. used to the weather. Well, Cincinnati. Not so much. So That's people do incorporate the weather into, you know, when they're making like bets with friends, family saying, oh, this is who I think is going to win the game. And they're using weather as a backup for that, which I think is pretty interesting. No, yeah, absolutely. I feel like as like, I mean, I feel like for like all outdoor sports, baseball, football, I think it's interesting how like the weather plays a big role because, you know, like you have to incorporate the wind, the temperature, the snow, the rain. Um, and you just got to look at how each team performs within those conditions. So, and like like I mentioned a second ago, the the Rams that is their home stadium. So mm-hmm. this was un it's supposed to be a neutral game, but unofficially it became a home game, similar to what happened with Tampa Bay the year before. Tampa Bay unofficially had a, an extra home game in their stadium. So mm-hmm. obviously, if you're playing in your own stadium, then obviously that you know that also helps you out along with the fact that the weather how it was so yeah and obviously for Cincinnati it's been cold uh, all winter long so obviously like they had to get used to it playing in 80 degree Mm. weather even if even if there is a roof over their heads so I'm more of a college football fan I only watch the Eagles for the NFL but you know Ulysses knows this I love Florida State that's where we both went to college Mm -hmm. so I love watching college football I don't follow the NFLs heavily can you answer this question for me what determines um where they have the Super Bowl because I know like you said it's not they don't always have it at one of their home stadiums do you know this or should I ask uh send Brandon and Devin an email well I just know that they just go through like a committee and they choose but I know it's like traditionally they play it in warmer climates because obviously it's just mm-hmm. it's easier it's like a break from everything it feels like it's a reward mm-hmm. you get to relax before the games um but obviously the fact that it's easier you won't have to deal with travel delays obviously if you have to deal with a snowstorm or an ice storm happening um mm-hmm. at that point i know now like the nfl like people have talked about there might be some concerns now that accidentally you know these home these games are becoming a little bit home team preference just because of the Mm -hmm. luck of the draw but we'll see if the nfl addresses that issue i think they said they may have already have like a backup super Mm -hmm. bowl site if next year this happens again Mm -hmm. where a team accidentally has home field advantage Mm -hmm. um but but yeah i mean traditionally they always play these in the warmer climates just because it you know it's like it feels like it's a reward so you can enjoy everything before and after the game. And then obviously because it's easier when it comes to the conditions. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, speaking of some bad weather conditions, why yeah. I know they're going to go to 
warmer locations or places that do have a dome so they can be indoors for the game. And I was looking at a few of the snowfall totals and it looks like in 2006, I believe it is, yep, there was 1.1 inches of snow that fell and that was the most snow for any Super Bowl game and then when the Eagles played there was versus the Patriots back in 2018 there was a trace of snow then so all of this data actually somebody goes through and they record all the weather conditions at all the Super Bowl events at kickoff the highs the low temperatures for that day and they even make notes about the weather conditions at kickoff so this is all public information that people can look up on yourself but at least and I felt that this was going to be an interesting podcast to do something a little bit different versus our typical holiday forecast that uh, we do for the podcasts. No, yeah, absolutely. And then I think also what's interesting, um, just to like reiterate, Super Bowl 26, which is um, it was played in Minnesota. It didn't snow, but it says there was 10 inches of snow cover outside. So wow. it didn't snow that day. But definitely, there was already a lot of snow um, mm -hmm. outside the stadium. So already 10 inches of snow cover. Um, but yeah, definitely Sloan. And I, I mean, this, and that's probably also the same reason why most of the college football game, uh, bowl games that we see are mm -hmm. also played literally in the same sites that are eligible for mm -hmm. the Super Bowl because of the warmer climate, because of the rewards, be the reward of the fact that you're playing in the postseason and you want to enjoy some warmer weather before accepting the, the reality of what is the cold, you know? Yep. Well, I think we've covered everything relating to the Super Bowl and Super Bowl climatology. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Ulysses? Uh, no, I think the fact that, you know, um, you know, we'll see what happens next year when it comes to the Super Bowl. If we'll have some unusual weather like it happened this year in California where they were dealing with record highs. Or if not, it'll just be just a traditional mm. mild, warm uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. And obviously... Um, and then for us here, we're kind of just going a bit through these roller coaster rides where we're, our temperatures are just going up and then just going down. We're going to have a cold front come in mm -hmm. tomorrow night on Thursday. So the good news, though, is that we'll be dealing with rain. So it won't be, uh, yes. you know. I'm excited for rain. Yeah. So I we'll never thought I would say that. <laughs> yes. But we'll have some rain and that's going to linger into Friday. And the weekend right now, it's not looking to be. Uh, terribly cold. It's just going to no. be a cool weekend and it's going to be a sunny one. Average so. to slightly above average for those temperatures. So not too bad outside. So yeah, nothing. Uh, so yeah, it's looking to be a nice weekend here on, uh, on Delmarva. I know in parts of the Southeast, um, they are tracking some severe weather. I noticed the storm prediction center has been active even throughout mm. the weekend, uh, issuing 15%, 30% mm. probability of severe weather on days five and six. So yeah. the fact that they're issuing that, so our, you know, our thoughts and prayers go mm -hmm. to those um, down in the south because um, you know, they could be dealing with yep. a potential severe weather um, event. And speaking of severe weather, just one more thing is that Virginia Severe Weather Awareness Week is coming up and we're going to start to see the Severe Weather Awareness Weeks begin soon over the next couple of weeks as we do enter severe weather season, especially for the South and uh, the Midwest. So we'll probably do a podcast yep, dedicated absolutely. to all of that. So that's it for this Wednesday. Uh, edition of Weatherwise. We hope you all had a great Valentine's Day, that you enjoyed the Super Bowl, and that you're looking forward to spring as much as I am. Have a great week, everybody. Yes, have a great week. Have a great President's Day, everyone. We're going to bring you more weather wisdom.